everybody in the world to the michael dupree variety hour on every podcast provider in the world i'm gonna remove my actual intro theme and replace it with that uh maybe put a little couple like little like synth uh get, like, throw, throw me down a beat mario do da 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 michael dupree variety hour <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. wah. <laughs> wah. I wish my dream uh, is to one day have a jingle about with my name in it, as catchy as the 100.3 WNIC. Yes, Detroit could easily do Just that. Just in time for the holidays. Easily, your last name ends in an E. Yeah. Can rhyme so much with that. All right, Sarah Marie Barron, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Give me a day. Okay, today. <laughs> today, by the way, is Monday. All right, let me pull it out. Uh, Monday, November twenty sixth, the first Monday after Thanksgiving. Hmm. Wink, wink. Come, come. <laughs> And uh, I'm full, I'm sure. <laughs> full of, of turkey and et cetera. Stuffing. Stuffing. You know what? Appropriate. I, as a kid, I didn't like stuffing. Mm. I thought it was weird, mushy bread. And as an adult, <clears throat> it's weird, mushy bread, and I love it. Weird, mushy <laughs> bread covered in chicken stock. Mm. Into it. Very into it. Oh, man. I just, mm, I love Thanksgiving so much. I feel like the older I get, the more I love it, just because the older I get, the less I don't live at home <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with my parents and uh, enjoy those kind of meals. Because, you know, as a kid, it's like, it is a special meal and it's like, yeah, like, you know, fresh turkey and whatever and et cetera. <laughs> other, other Thanksgiving things. Better than unfresh turkey. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, that I eat now. Fresh, the yeah. processed That's deli right. meat turkey. Right. <laughs> if it was just to me, I would go to the deli, the deli, and I would just buy one of those whole loaves of turkey, oven roasted turkey breast, and just that's my Thanksgiving and instant mashed potatoes. Because I'm just, I mean, I'm an okay cook, but I don't put that much effort into it, I guess. But Thanksgiving is that one special day a year you get to go to your parents' house. (laughs) Stuff it up. (laughs) Yep. That's the only day they invite me over. Dang. That's not true. It's like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so I hope everybody here had at least a passable Thanksgiving. I hope no one had a traumatic Thanksgiving. No. But mm-hmm. if I did, I'm sorry I reminded you of it. <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, technically, at the time of this recording, Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. That's a little time uh, time spoiler for you. <laughs> so if something terrible happened in the country on uh Thanksgiving or since Thanksgiving or around there. Well, sorry. I didn't know. Uh, and I hope this doesn't seem callous in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> we won't will it into we the world. Won't, we won't. Yeah. Well, that would be terrible Mm-mm. if it only happened because of this conversation. <laughs> oh, brother. Anyway, <laughs> this is the Michael the Pre-Variety Hour. And if you've never listened to the show before... Uh, I mean, extra sing-songy today, yesterday, like, listening to you. It's like, you're such a, you're so soulful. It's get, it gets me going. Um, like, want to, like, replicate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, writers, directors. Uh, and those are the only forms of art. There's no more art than that. That's it. We, they covered all our bases. And today is no different because today we are joined by Neo Soul songwriter, singer-songwriter, not just songwriter. She doesn't just write them down and send them off into the world. She sings them too. Uh, and who just released her debut album back in August, uh, Sad But True. Uh, Sarah, welcome, Sarah Marie Barron. As well as Mario Suboy. You said it already. Sulaxana. Sulaxana. 
<laughs> piano player extraordinary. That's right. Mm-hmm. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good. Thank you. Yeah. I would be disappointed if you were not at least content with being here. <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. I'm an eight out of Post Thanksgiving, good. You know? Yeah. So how was your guys' Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know, watch the Lions. Yeah. Well, see that you can same predict. old Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you know, they did such such a Lions job, I right? Know. Am I right? Like mm-hmm. they did a they either they did most Lions Thanksgiving ever. They did you know good or bad. <laughs> I probably ran the turkey trot. What's the turkey trot? Well, the turkey trot. Never heard of it. I'm not. I'm not in the runners community. If you can't tell. <laughs> It's this big 5K they have downtown Detroit, and everybody dresses up in Christmas outfits, even though it's Thanksgiving, and runs a 5K, and it's really cold. Isn't it snowy sometimes? Yeah. And it's kind of, you have to get up really early, and I'm always like, ah, why did I do this? Because my (laughs) sister always makes me do it, but then by the end, it's fun, and they give out Christmas cookies on the sidelines while you're running. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of 5Ks that happen in downtown Detroit. That's true. They should just get rid of all the 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 the, the street light lanes and turn it into runners lanes. Yeah, or horse and carriage. Mm-hmm. Or just for those electric scooters, just bird oh, lanes. The birds. Yeah. <laughs> I rode one of those for the first time the other day, oh, um, and I had a blast. Really? <laughs> I thought it was so fun. Bird up. I'm getting I'm getting head shakes of approval, disapproval from others in the room. <laughs> but you know what? It's fun. All right, I uh, I'm a, I was a little scared to ride them at first because if they go fast, yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm not a, a thrill seeker, speed junkie. I'm not a speed junkie, mm. um, but I was with my coworker and we were in the like Campus Marshes area for lunchtime, and we we're like, I want Urban Ramen, and that that boy's in Midtown, mm-hmm. all the way in Midtown. It's like, oh well, I guess we're not gonna get it, but then we realized they had these electric scooters, <laughs> so we hopped on it. And it was pretty scary at first. I was just like going way too fast. Were you both on one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was I've riding seen on my that shoulders before. <laughs> really, you have? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Definitely not. No. Definitely not. Yeah, no. Didn't do, that seems like it would be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not. What are you saving? You're saving, saving three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, went down to Urban Ramen. That place was good. Mm. Not bad. Not I've heard, heard bad. good things. Yeah. Brand new Brahmin restaurant in Midtown. Uh, and yeah, it was quick. Just 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. Heck yeah. Downtown to Midtown on a freaking electric scooter. Wow. It was rock and roll. <laughs> Sounds pretty metal. What's your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite form of public transportation, Sarah? In Detroit or in general? Just in general. Your favorite concept. Public mm. or any? Public transportation. <sighs> The people mover. Really? Because <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, it's your, it's your favorite, ironic favorite. But it's fun. It is fun. It's like a fun, it's more of like a ride. Yeah. Like you're going on a, like a. It's like the shuttle at like Disney a World. A Ferris wheel. But I guess if we're talking practical, the subway makes the most sense. So you're going to say the queue line for a second. No. <laughs> That's my favorite practical. Mm, I love uh. how practical the queue line is. Um, the Super subway, just tur- the, like the New York subway. I think that their system works really well. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah. I've never been in New York, but you're probably right. I've been there a couple times. So, and you've Works experienced well. the sub, the New York subway in yeah. person? Nice. People think. Is people it like they say in the movies? It's, yeah. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Like a, like a homeless guy, like peeing in the back. There's break dancers on every train. Every no. time you get on, there's a break dancing <laughs> troupe. Or a busker. It's endless entertainment. Do they always have like uh, those like improv anywhere guys? Like yeah. always doing those like little like pranks on the train. It's transportation and a show. Great. <laughs> you, don't, you only have to pay for one of them. That's right. <laughs> I actually did see somebody do a backflip on one. Like on top of the train? Wow. No, in the subway there was a dance crew. Oh. And they were doing backflips and stuff while it was moving. Does anyone on the train enjoy it? Or are they like, God, I think please. everybody pretends they are not, but how can you not? That's amazing talent. I mean, mm-hmm. if you live there and you have to commute every day for an hour. You get kind of used yeah. to it. You probably feel like, 
annoyed at it's some very point. Blase oh, not again. A triple backflip. <laughs> have you ever seen Why don't you try quadruple this time? Have you ever seen a dance troop dance off like between two troops like rivaling turfs? I wish. No. I wish. One day. I'm sure it's happened. It's got to have happened. Maybe next time I go. Hey, are you spinning on my block? <laughs> Watch it, buddy. I don't know how the beefs work. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the correct breakdancing lingo. <sighs> Only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. Watch America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah. Uh, or go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Both. <laughs> so, uh, so Sarah, where where do you hail from? Where's the, where's the origin? I hail from a, an... A, Amazing, magical little town just north of here called Lake Orion. Lake Orion. That's very good. I know up. a lot of people from Lake Orion for yeah. some reason. What's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there were a lot of people there. But I'm like, yeah, I grew up in Lake Orion, like between Lake Orion and Rochester. And then mm-hmm. I lived in Nashville for a little bit. Tennessee? For school. Yep. Wow. And then I kind of lived in Portland for like nine months. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what br- what brought you back here? Um. Hmm. We're not expecting that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in Portland and it was cool, but I didn't want to be there for a long time and mm-hmm. it didn't really feel like my place. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back closer to home for a little bit. And I wanted to spend more time working on music because at that time I had a full-time job, and I was actually on a running team, like a semi-pro running team, because mm. I ran in college, and I was doing music too, but I kind of wanted to just focus on all music, Yeah. and I came back to kind of figure my stuff out, and ended up staying. Nice. Yeah. So uh, when when did you start making music? Like, when did you get first get interested in it, and how did you kind of explore that? I always wrote songs when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I took a couple guitar lessons. I never took piano lessons. Um, so I would just try to like accompany myself and write songs, but I never really... Pre- Pianos for suckers like Mario over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> but I didn't start performing my own songs until I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So probably 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of did the classic open mic thing at coffee houses and would you like have like friends accompany you no Um, i play for myself okay so you didn't so you played piano like i actually played guitar in the beginning and then i switched over to piano she's good at both thanks mario (laughs) so yeah um and then I switched to playing piano more, but then once I started playing with the full band here, got a little spoiled, and I'm like, I need Mario. <laughs> <laughs> These fingers need protecting. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I have my acrylics on. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. But. So uh, you, you mentioned that you, you, you were, your, your thing in college was track, um, uh, your, it was your major thing. Um but so you didn't really do music much in college? Well, I did music too. I think it was it was kind of a split of both. But okay. when you do a sport in college, it kind of takes over your life. So yeah. I wasn't as active as I am now. Got it. In playing shows and everything. But I did write a lot and I met a lot of like awesome songwriters and I learned a ton while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't as active in sharing my Got music it. and recording it and everything. What was kind of the catalyst that kind of like sparked you or your interest in, in just going back into doing music like like head on? I think it was just a, you know, I don't know if you, you all have ex- experienced this, but kind of that pa- those panic years, early 20, when you're like, what even matters to me? And then I decided that music was one of the only thing that really mattered yeah. to me. And I had a lot of songs that I had been playing but never really recorded. I'm like, well, why don't I just try to get all these together and, mm-hmm. and start being serious about it? So that was probably, I don't know, like six months or something after I graduated college. And mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, this is something I really care about. And it's it matters a lot to me. And I want to to other people to hear it and I want to make it important in my life too. Nice. So uh, what, what, when you want to like sit down and write a song, 
Uh, what is the process that you go through and like what kind of inspires you to do that? Well, I think it can happen in a lot of different ways, but normally for me, I'll it's triggered by some sort of event. So like something will happen and I'll be thinking about it a lot. And instead of, well, I actually do talk about my personal life a lot with my friends, but like another way of me like processing things is to put it into a song. So I'll think of a melody normally first because I was always a singer before a a piano or guitar player. Mm -hmm. And then I'll try to match chords with it. Um, And more recently, like I, Mario and I have been working together a lot and writing songs, so, like, I'll bring four chords and a melody or something to Mario, or Mario will bring me, like, a cool chord progression and melody, and we'll kind of work together and and make something cool. Nice. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is um, what is this first song that you'll be showing us called? Oh, the first song is called One Thing. One Thing. And yes. what is it about? So... I wrote that song when I was just feeling frustrated with relationships and kind of being vulnerable, and the words in the song are, um, like, the one thing I could lose, he took it away again, and, like, to me, that's not, like, the person the song is about, but it's kind of just my pride or my hope that something special or a partnership can work and so I wrote it when I was feeling frustrated about okay I finally you know putting myself out there and then this isn't working and it keeps not working and so it's kind of just about feeling like I'm losing hope a little bit it's a sad song oh man let's skip it skip it it's but the second one is not that sad okay so hang in there guys Well, no, the song is very beautiful. Um, so let's let's get it going. Here is Sarah Marie Barron with One Thing. Honeywell, I need to put you away for now. To know there's no way, no how. You're ever gonna leave her alone, alone, honey, and I need, I need a lot of things when you're not close. Just gave it away And I don't 
comfort that can't be bought now All you are is just a fleeting love And when you're near me I don't feel anything Cause I gave you Man, that is a sad song. <laughs> Legitimately did tear up during uh during that. But little... true. It was sad, but it's true. It was true. sad, but true. It was. <laughs> Thank you for that segue. Ooh. Because uh, you did just release, uh, not just, uh, a couple months ago, uh, but you did release your debut album, Sad But True, mm-hmm. uh, back in August. Um, now, what is, uh, so I'm assuming that the name of the album comes from the fact that the songs are sad, but true. Yeah. Is that true? That's absolutely <laughs> true, Michael. Thanks for bringing it up. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I kind of just looked at, the group of songs that I played and there's a couple fun happy ones in there but overall it's just the songs were written during a time it the songs were written over three years and it was kind of during a time where I was figuring things out and experiencing Mm -hmm. heartbreaks and a lot of them are on the more morose side of things but in my normal everyday life I'm not sitting around like singing sad songs so I thought it was kind of funny to be like, oh, well, sad but true. You know, yeah. they're sad, but it's not the end of the world. And then, you know, moving on, mm-hmm. you know, so. Now you mentioned that these are it's like three years in the making, this album, um, right? It didn't take three years to actually record everything. Right, right. But, but like just the writing the songs. And... Yeah, a couple of the songs are from almost three years ago now. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the production of it, I guess. So, mm-hmm. like. Once you decided that, like, when did you decide, you you were writing songs, but when did you decide, like, I'm I'm making an album? And uh, when did that process actually, like, get going? That got going. I started recording last October. Mm-hmm. 2017. Of 2017, yeah. And I had only been in Detroit for, like, four months or so mm-hmm. and didn't know a lot of people. But I reached out to um, an awesome engineer and producer Jimmy Dixon, mm-hmm. and he had a studio in the Russell um, called Homestead Studios. He actually just moved to L.A., but he'd been recording people, and I met up with him. I'm like, hey, I got these songs. Like, I played him some of the acoustic versions, and, like, I know how I want them to sound. I know I need some other people to come in and help. And so he and I worked together in bringing people in um, that were local musicians to play on the record and kind of flesh out the the sound into what it you hear when you hear mm-hmm. the records. So yeah. um, it started with just the bare bones of me singing and playing the piano, and then Jimmy and I talking about, okay, well, what do, you, what do we want on this? Obviously, we need percussion. And, um, yeah, we had some Max Bahoff. He's also a local drummer. He came in and played drums on the tracks. Um, we had uh, Phil Hale, an amazing keyboardist, come in and flesh out some of the piano songs. Mario ended up playing piano on two of the songs, uh, Bad News and One Thing, on the yes. record. And um, Horns, Dave Vasella, Garrett Gaina. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was huge. Those guys are great. Yeah. I've seen them perform in several different like groups and, and, and live shows, and man, they're like... The most energetic, like, group uh, you would want to see. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're super um, fun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in, in in looking into, uh, you know, looking into researching you and, and learning more about you before, before the interview, I came across um, 
this the the article by Jeff Milo, um, and that that guy first of all, like we were saying before, just incredible, like incredible writer, like great great uh, music critic in Detroit. Um, but th- this this the this line uh, from the article, uh, this quote from it, um, really kind of stood out to me because in in listening to your music, like I. It, it was I like felt this feeling and I couldn't like, really describe it and then he described it perfectly, <laughs> so I want to read it and then ask you about it. Um, he says, "This is music that can heal you. You just have to be able to let those emotions out. If not in the midst of a powerful song, where else? Baron's music lets you in and lets you go. It's music to heal to. Uh, and yeah, it, it's like music. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not even in a situation where I." need to be healing from something mm-hmm. but it reminded but listening to uh at least a handful of your songs uh mm-hmm. reminds me of a time in, in the same kind of way that like listening to jim croce does of just like uh healing and and just like moving past like pain and like mm-hmm. and just being okay with it so like did you kind of feel um like what was the kind of uh I'm I'm imagining that writing the music uh, was difficult because it was it seems like it was hard to it seems like it'd be hard to channel those emotions. So like, how did you kind of get into that headspace of writing music like this? Yeah, I think the reason why that comes across is because that's what I was doing when I was writing the songs, mm-hmm. and they are very personal. And when I was first writing them, I think a big um hesitation I had for even wanting to record them is because they are so personal yeah and um yeah I even I think I've told Mario this before like there's been a couple times when I'm singing I think it was New York when we did that marble bar show and I told him after I'm like I I was like bawling on stage (laughs) And and it's a song you know it wasn't written that recently but I think like you said even if they help me heal through something or get over something it is kind of like every time I sing them if I'm really into it and really giving my all like it does bring me back to the way that I was feeling when I wrote it um but I think that's the whole point (laughs) yeah so even though it is it's like a diary yeah it can be hard but it's also cathartic Mm -hmm. and um I mean Jeff Milo like him saying that was so validating for me because it was really scary and I had a lot of oh gosh, like, why am I even doing that? You know, are people going to connect and everything? And even one person saying that to me and you saying that to me now, like, makes me feel, okay, like, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, if a, if a couple people can listen and, I mean, hopefully it doesn't make them too sad, but if it, it does bring... Well, maybe also maybe a little. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's okay if it's a little too sad. Yeah. <laughs> but just, like, having that solidarity, I, I think, is really, really cool and it's really important. Yeah. So. Well, even, like... uh even like listening to uh uh it, like that song just now um like with with the the bit about like your your easy sunday mornings and stuff like that mm-hmm. um it, it it even reminds you of the feeling of or it, it gives you the feeling of like what if you were to lose what you already have that you're happy about and then that so it kind of makes you imagine that feeling and it makes you sad in that way too or me at least i take the ownership of that like it reminds me it makes me feel like what I could lose and the yeah. sadness of that feeling. <laughs> yeah. So it, it evokes a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, good job. <laughs> Sorry. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good thing. Um, so as, um, you know, we, you just released your debut album back in August, but mm-hmm. um, it's my job to kind of look forward a little bit too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, do you have any plans for an, a next album or uh, any upcoming shows? I know that we're recording this a little ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's okay. Oh, so this will be after. Yeah, what? it's after that show. So <laughs> I have a show, actually, a big show at, in Ann Arbor on December 12th Ooh. at the Blind Pig. So we'll be full nice. band. And we're playing with a couple awesome local acts, Cousin Mouth and Brittany Stoney. Mm, nice. Um, so it'll be a super fun show. So, and yeah, I've never played at the Blind Pig before. So it's a legendary venue. Yeah, that's what it says on their website. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> legendary um, venue, the Blind Pig. But yeah, even actually the song that Mario and I played, "Every Little Thing Today," that's not on the record. That's a new mm-hmm. song. Um, so I definitely have some new songs that I'm 
getting started and recording. I think I'm not sure about a full album, but I think definitely EP in the near future. Like once I get the wheels, nice off the ground. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what is this next song that you'll be showing us? This song is called "Every Little Thing." There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what is this uh, one about? So this is more of the other one was just about one thing, but this is about yeah. every every whole spectrum. This song is kind of just about that infatuation that you feel with somebody, and in my when I wrote it, it was kind of about, oh, I kind of know that I'm infatuated and this is, like, not going to be a long-term thing, like, in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, so fiery and, like, magnetic when it's happening. Um, so that's kind of how the song even feels to me. Like, it's super energetic and kind of sultry and there's, like, a little bit of tension. So, yeah, I'm excited about this one. Nice. And this is definitely a stripped-down version. We play it. Live, yeah. we got all the stuff. All the horns. Yeah. Right on. Um, all right. So here is Sarah Marie Barron with Every Little Thing. Trick, you know how to do. You do. 
Oh, welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. That was Every Little Thing by Sarah Marie Barron. Oh, man. Beautiful song. Beautiful Thank you. song. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Mario had to leave. He had to uh, go fight cars or something, right? Yep, yep. He had to go battle cars. <laughs> Park fight. Park fight. But... In his place, uh, we have been joined by my next guest. She is an old lady who's been around the block a few times. Uh, her name is Zora. Uh, and as far as I'm aware, just Zora. Just Zora, sweetie. Well, well, thank you so much for being for joining us on the show, Zora. Thanks for having me, sweetheart. Uh, now, you, uh, you've been around the block a few times. Oh, yeah. Many, um, multiple blocks. Do you care to enlist which ones? Yeah, so... Uh, been around the east side, the west side, the east suburbs, the uh, inner ring suburbs. Uh, been around the block in uh, a couple different states, a couple different countries. You know, all the blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry I was late getting here. I had to catch the greyhound. Oh. She escaped out of the backyard. Oh. <laughs> was, that, was that a joke? It was it was half truth. Oh, half joke. Your, your greyhound dog yeah. actually did escape. Yeah, I got a couple of dogs. How did you get here though? I walked. Oh, I well, like walking. Don't you live in like East Village? No. No. East. No. I do live on the east side, but not East English Village. That's a nice neighborhood, though. Beautiful. Dude, it's homes. still a pretty quite a walk from the east side to Hamtramck. Yeah. I stayed the night at a friend's house, Michael. I got a oh. lot of friends in the oh. area. I've been, been around a long time, you know. Yeah. And I like walking because I get to meet new people, meet new friends. Yeah. Uh, tell me about some of the interesting people that you've met in, the, in recent in recent memory. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, what, recently, I was getting some... Uh, some euro from uh from that place down uh down uh Caniff uh-huh. kind of kind of by uh, Steve's liquor shop what's it called Desi Yep they got Great Chinese place. food Mexican food burgers mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat any of it but they uh, got very... good euros and they also have pizza Okay never tried the pizza only go for the euros Okay uh you know got to go with what you know mm-hmm. And I uh, met met a young gentleman and his uh, uncle. They were also getting some euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just nice as can be. We just started talking. I think we were all a little high on the marijuana. So, oh. you know, we had a real connection. We were had a couple things in common. We were hungry. We were getting euros. We were high on the marijuana. We were giggling, you know. It was a good time. So you're uh, an avid... Uh... Marijuana smoker? Not avid, but you know, I I uh, I take opportunities as they come. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a say yes type of person. Yeah, say yes to the dress. Yeah, say yes. Uh, now, have you? I have a question for you. Uh, since you seem like you kind of get around a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're walking around like the streets of Hamtramck and you see like the little like whippet canisters. Yeah. Now, do you know if the people who do them are, like, doing them in their cars and throwing them out the window, or they're just walking down the street doing them? Because uh, I always wonder about that, because I never actually see people, like, doing them. I just see them all over Good the place. Question. Yeah, you know what? i never been a fan. I just, I don't get it. Call me old school. I prefer a little, you know, a little marijuana, a little mescaline, maybe. <laughs> Uh, maybe a little acid, you know, I don't mm-hmm. understand these new drugs, like, they got the molly and the, I, I don't know. Yeah, the night, the night. But, uh, but to answer my question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> you don't see them do it? Uh-uh, none of, none of my friends, we're all old school. We don't, we don't mess around mm-hmm. with that. Uh, how, what's the average age of your friend group? <sighs> well, I got friends that range from, uh, you know. Young kids in their twenties, mm-hmm. uh, like my my uh, why well, say my nieces and nephews were not really related, but you know I'm like an auntie to them. Yeah, and uh, you know I got friends in nursing homes, so uh, you yeah. know zero to a hundred, I'd say fifties <laughs> the average. You have friends from age zero to age one hundred. Oh yeah, never too young, never too old to be a friend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean you can't like they don't. There's a difference between, like, a friend that's, like, uh, of age, and they can kind of confirm that they share a friendship bond with you and, like, like a, ba- a newborn baby. How do you know, Michael? Do you remember when you were a baby? 
Um, I have some memories of like when okay. I was very, very, very young. Well, what I'm trying to say is, you know, it just I just hang around a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I What's your friends. first memory, Zora? Oh God. Uh, so I grew up in a Eastern European country that doesn't exist anymore. Yugoslavia. It's not Yugoslavia. It's one of the other Slavias or Stans or what you know republics. <laughs> you don't want to say that. I don't. I can't say because uh, you know we we left on uh, on uncertain terms. There was mm-hmm. war, and I can't I can't talk about it too much because there might be some people still alive trying to look for my family. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. So uh, one of my first memories was uh, was living there, uh, you know, just eating a good meal with my family. Lots of potatoes, lots of good um, good roast pork, mm-hmm. you know, just having a good family dinner in uh, one of the old countries. Nice. Uh, did you, uh, Sarah Marie Barron, she's a musician oh, yeah. uh, in Detroit, and uh, did you... Uh, did you uh, you you listen to you got in and listened to some of the some of the some of her when you what what did you think I did I think she's a very talented young lady Good I knew a lot of musicians when I was young you know you know the great Frank Zappa we were best friends Really We were best friends Yeah Wow Yeah he's a very talented guy I get around Michael I just know everyone you know I just went to a show and I said Hey Frankie you got a good sound going on and he said Thanks, Zora. You want to come hang out with us? And I was like, He knew yeah. your name right away? Yeah. Everyone knows my name, Michael. Oh. Everyone knows me. But yeah. Sarah, <laughs> she's great. She's great. I, very good. Very good. I would recommend uh, buying her album, seeing her shows. Very good. Thanks, so. Yeah. Great. That's a high recommendation wow. from the best friend of Zig Zappa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so do you, you listen to a lot of music then? Oh, yeah, I, I try and keep up, you know. Who are some of your favorite bands, the current bands? Current bands. Or artists. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, hmm. There's a young lady who has a band called uh, Ila Bamba. She's good. She's mm-hmm. good. I think she's out of Portland. Uh, let's see. Sings in Spanish a lot. I like that. I like listening to... I like listening to different languages. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Yeah. She came to El Club... On Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, it was there. It was a shit show. <laughs> it was a shit show. They put her between a, a Cinco de Mayo party and another karaoke party. She only got to play for, like, 40 minutes. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was It was nuts. This whole area was just, it was just full of people. Streets were closed. I kind of know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for you, Zora. It, it was a good show, but yes, there's a lot going on. You know, I getting a little old. I can't handle too much. Yeah. How old are you? Oh, Michael. I know. You're never supposed to ask someone their age. I'm 72. Oh, you look great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, so, you uh, do you remember the journey over to America? Uh, you know what? I remember bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, How old were you? I was about six years old, mm-hmm. but it was traumatic. Oh. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, we didn't like, I'm not that old where we took a boat like the Titanic or anything, uh-huh. so it wasn't like that. You know, we took an airplane, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just, you know, it's stressful when you're a kid and you don't know what people are saying because it's in a different language that you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And they, even then, they didn't even have good food on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. You know, they just gave you a little pack of peanuts that's like, what, 40 calories? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a kid taking a long flight. Like, come on. Give me a bagel. Yeah, yeah come on. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't even have a movie on the plane. What was they supposed to do? So they probably didn't have, like, uh, televisions back then. They, Michael. Come on. They had TV back then, okay? Did they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not 272, Michael. Oh. Just 72. Okay. But still, I mean, what does that put it? I like think the... you need a history lesson, son. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, so, um, you now, you did have uh, kind of a scandal occur recently. Yeah. Um, 
that you kind of were on the local news a little bit because of it. Uh, do you care to talk about it at all, or is it kind of? You uh, you know, I'll you? talk about it. I'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't my fault. I just want to start by saying it wasn't my fault, uh-huh. and you know I wasn't doing anything wrong. But I had this after-school program uh-huh. for the kids where I would let them take care of a cat. A cat. So they would, yeah, you know, it's like uh, teach them some responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, you come, you borrow a cat, you take care of it for an hour, you walk it, you feed it, you pet it, you know, and you bring it back. And you teach his kids responsibilities, because yeah. these days need responsibilities. Seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so one, one of the kids, you know, he, the cat didn't like him, and the cat, you know, got a little sassy. And, uh, you know, the cat, the cat hissed at the kid and then the cat ran away and got stuck in the walls of his house and it was a big deal. And his mom was like, you didn't ask me if you could give my kid a cat to take care of. And I was Uh like, well, I thought he said it was okay. I don't check these things, you know, like helicopter parents these days. And, uh, yeah, and I guess there were some other problems with the cat. Some of them didn't like being on the leashes. And and then one of the children did get killed by one of the cats. It, it seemed like you were dancing around. It part. was, you know, it was death by association. He got bitten by fleas, and the fleas were carrying a disease, and that's how he died. Oh, that's what happened? Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't like a direct, you know, huh. cat murder. But I didn't yeah. know that there were deadly fleas like that. Oh, Michael, there's a lot of stuff you don't want to know about. <laughs> it seems like something I would want to know about. No, you don't trust me. Was the after-school program a part of an actual school, yeah, or was, or it, a, kind of was it a grassroots, <laughs> grassroots movement? No, it was just like, you know, after school, kids come by, get a cat, <laughs> go home, bring it back. Gotcha. But they got to hide it from their parents. Gotcha. I, I, what, if they tell their parents, that's on them. It's not on me. That's true. That's not on me. <laughs> so, uh, what else do you want to know, Michael? Uh, I, I want to know uh, that. It, so, do you feel any regret uh, for maybe the, the the death of that that young child? I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the kid and his family, but but you know there are a lot of other kids that got great experiences out of the program. Uh huh. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. How many? How what's the ratio of uh, of alive students to to dead students? Uh, let's see. There's about twelve alive and one dead. <laughs> See, that's my problem. I had an unlucky number of 13 kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never have 13 kids. Should have. Should have. Should have. Yeah. Should have known better. Yeah. This <laughs> cursed, cursed number. Very true. Uh, now, you, um, you've you been around for a very long time. You've yep. seen a lot of things. The country change. You've seen, uh, you know, people come in, people come out. Uh, what's your opinion on the current state of, of the country? Uh, right, did you, uh, you that that is a is that four loco? Uh yeah, I like the four loco. It got a good blend of uh caffeine and alcohol. It's pretty early in the morning to be keep drinking me, on a Monday. Keep me fueled throughout the day. Wow. You know, Mike, oh and you're as old as me, you gotta you gotta tinker around with your you know, balance of of your drugs and your foods and you know you just gotta find the right balance of what keeps you going and yeah. this works. I mean, you're still kicking, so. But, uh, yeah, I'm wearing this sweatshirt here. It says, Columbus was a murderer. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's always been the state of the country. Uh, the state of the country has always been genocide. It's yeah. always been based on genocide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in that sense, things have always been the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just oscillate a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I got another after-school program going. It uh, teaches kids how to punch Nazis. So uh, if you want to learn how to punch some Nazis, come to my house after school. What is the curriculum of that? You know, we do a little kickboxing training with uh, some punching bags. Oh, yeah? uh, Yeah, and then they they teach them how to identify a, you know, white supremacist Nazi. And then, uh, you know, towards the end of the course, we go out into uh, Macomb County. And uh, we find some Nazis and we punch them. Have you ever made a mistake? Never. No. So you're creating a coalition of school children. 
to fight white supremacists. Oh yeah, yeah. I also give them a, I also give them a handful of Black Lives Matter stickers, so when they see a car that has a Blue Lives Matter sticker, they can put the Black Lives Matter sticker over it and say "fuck you." So, uh, does it work? Like, I feel like the, the they wouldn't punch children, right? So it's I like, mean, if the kid's an asshole, then yeah, punch him. Who cares? He's got to learn. Better to learn now. I'm saying the Nazis don't punch him back. I'm sorry, what? Do the Nazis punch the children back? No, you know what? They, they're they too scared. They they're, they don't think anyone's going to stand up to them. So mm-hmm. they just, you know, they cry and run away and yell snowflake mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, do you have any questions for Zora? Zora. What was what was your most romantic fling in all of your time of of oh. being a lady all, around all these blocks? Oh, <laughs> around all these blocks. I had a I had a few romances. You know, I never married. I I like being free. You know, I like being free to go where I want and do uh-huh. what I want. Yeah. Uh. So, but there there was one fella that almost almost uh you know got his hold on me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yep, his name was, uh, uh, Dweezil Zappa. It was Frank's son. <laughs> Dweezil, Dweezil Zappa. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, old enough to be his mother, but, you know, that kid's weird. You know, you got, coming from a family like that, you're always gonna be a little weird. Yep. Uh, so, but he, you know, he was a real, he was real sweet on me. Uh, you know, even though he mostly does cover songs of his father's Frank music, he did, uh, he did slip my name in a few lyrics. And, uh, but, you know, I was like... Zora the spider. Yeah. Yeah? Sure, yeah. And I was like... You've been amused. Yeah, and I was like, but you know, you know what, son, you know what, I gotta, I gotta go, I can't, I can't follow you around, I can't follow you around on your tours. Mm-hmm. I know your dad. I know your mom. Uh I know your dad. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I gotta move on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's he doing these days? Frank is dead. No, he's dead. Dweezil. Dweezil. Oh, he's good. You know, still keep Dutch touring. He's like the only person that has the rights to play his father's music, so he's making money off that. I guess I don't know. Good, good for him. Shrewd, shrewd businessman like his mother. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, man, you're really going going hard on that that Ford Loco. You know what, Michael? <laughs> yes, I am. Good. <laughs> so, um, you uh, you have uh, your seventy third birthday coming up next next week. Is mm-hmm. it? Uh, are you excited? I'm excited for every birthday, Michael. You know what? You know, every year I get more beautiful. I get more more funny, more personable. Mm-hmm. Every year I grow. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah? Are you, are you a big uh, fan of, like, the wintertime? It's like, you get a lot of stuff going on around that time. You get the, the holidays, the Thanksgiving, your birthday. Yeah. Uh, fuck Thanksgiving. It's a oh. holiday built on genocide. But anyway. No, true. So you don't uh, celebrate at all? Eh, you know... I do the family thing because I like, you know, keeping up with folks and uh, I like stuffing too. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a good, good homemade stuffing recipe in my family. Uh, but yeah, you know, two years ago, three years ago now, I can't even remember. I spent Thanksgiving in uh, Standing Rock, North Dakota, uh-huh. protesting the oil pipelines and you know, that was the best Thanksgiving I ever had because it was meaningful and I was doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, not this year. I'll be in uh, Detroit, Michigan at my brother's house. Yeah. I'll make some green bean casserole. I do like green bean casserole. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to wear on your birthday? Oh, great question. Oh, I got a nice sequin gown I'm going to wear. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. So, red sequins. Is it Fashion Nova or vintage? It is vintage, sweetheart. Everything uh, about you is vintage. Yes, it is, Michael. But I keep up with the times, you know. I keep. I try and keep up. 
Mm-hmm. Try and keep up with your what's hair is going. pink. Yep, and I it can't is. imagine that's natural. It is not natural, Michael. You are very astute. Thanks. Uh, congratulations Thank for you. that uh, observation, Michael. Thank you. Uh, your mom must be very proud about how smart you are. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, I'm wearing a red sequins gown. I got these great gloves that go up to my elbows, but not too far up because I got tattoos I got to show off, you know? Naturally. Yeah. Uh, I got to, you know, got to get my hair done. Uh, I don't normally wear makeup just because I... You don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Your natural beauty. Thank you. Thank you. So that sounds a lot like your outfit that you're wearing right now. Yeah. I love sequins. Except you're wearing like a sweater over it. Yeah. Yeah, I love sequins. I got a couple friends who, you know, make outfits for me because they like making crazy stuff, but no one else will wear it. And they're like, hey, Zora, you want another sequins gown? And I'm like, yeah, can't have it. Can't have too many sequins gowns. I want a sequins gown. Sequins don't go out of style, do they? Girl, we'll meet up after the show and I'll give you the cards of some of my friends who make make really nice gowns. Hell yeah. Yeah. Tell them Zora sent you. They'll give you a discount. Okay. It seems like it'd be a pain in the ass to make a sequins gown. Yeah, I'm not making them. I'm just wearing them. I know, but just like it seems like it would not be, it'd be a lot of time to do. Yeah, that's why I'm not complaining. Yeah. Not complaining about it one bit. So, uh, I, I don't know, hope this isn't rude, but I wanted to ask you about this scar that you have going down the side of your face. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Mind telling the story of that a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, one time I used to run a business where, uh, we did seances and haunted houses. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was mostly a scam, I hate to say. You know, it's just helping people, you know, sometimes you do those things and, even if there's not really ghosts, you're helping people get over something. Yeah, you know, you yeah, go, you just yeah. help the person move on. But we were in an actual haunted house. Swear yeah. to God. There were ghosts. It was scary. I wasn't expecting it. Um, so I actually, I was, I saw an apparition. It was of a child. And it oh. led me down this hallway. And, uh... Mm. The child was murdered in the house uh-huh. by another child, uh, whose apparition I also saw. And uh, it led me down this hallway, and I I stepped on a trap door, and I fell into this, this cellar. Oh, no. And, uh, and then I, you know, on my way down, I got snagged by a nail on the wall. <gasps> uh, gross. Tore my face up. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Sick scar, though. Thank you. Yeah, good good story too. Yeah. I I kind of passed out after that. I don't really remember what happened. Uh I woke up, I was pregnant. And, uh Yeah, miscarried. Oh. Thank God. I don't want a ghost baby. I don't want a, I don't want any babies. You know, I I'm a I got all my I got all my uh earth babies. You know, I don't have any babies of my own, but no. I like taking care of people. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want a ghost baby. That would have been cursed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Zora. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Michael. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, let me know if you want to adopt a cat. I got a few. (laughs) We'll do. Anything you would like to plug uh, before we go? Uh, Yeah. I guess I'll plug your guest, Sarah, here. Oh. Well, she can also do that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, walked in. Like I said, walked in a little late, heard her singing, and I was like, wow, this is a good job, Michael. You got some good guests on this show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, Sarah, anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> I'd like to plug Zora. Oh. I'd like to thank Zora, and I'd like to plug that show coming up December 12th at the Blind Pig mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor with Cousin Mouth and Brittany Stoney. Mm-hmm. And... I got a cousin named Mouth. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's the same person. I'll have to go check it out. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah. And uh make sure you guys find her on Bandcamp, get oh, buy yeah. her album. Yep, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And I have cassettes that you can order on Bandcamp. Cassettes. Too. Mm-hmm. Cassettes are coming back. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't have cassette players, but there's also a download card in it so you can get digital too if you just like yeah. to have things. 
Yeah, I mean, You're I had a, a tactile I had a, listener. I have a whole uh, vinyl record collection, and there was a good couple years where I didn't actually have a, a record player. Yeah, so but you knew nice. you were going to acquire one, so yeah. it was okay. But also, they're just cool to have. Yep, yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, if, what about social media? Any? So, Facebook? oh yeah, I got Facebook, Sarah Marie Barron, Instagram. Is you can just look up Sarah Marie Barron, but it's K Sarah Sarah, like the song. Nice. K Sarah Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got social media, but you can see me walk in the streets. Just look for the sequence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come say hi. I'll say hi back. Doesn't matter who you are, unless yeah. you're a Nazi. Yeah, unless you're a Nazi, I'll punch you. If you're not a Nazi, I'll be nice, I promise. <laughs> uh, great. Thank you so much for being on the show, you guys. Uh, Sarah, what is this last song you'll be showing us? This song is called That Man, and there's a music video for it, too. We won't be playing the music video here. Yeah. But if you want, you can, (laughs) while the song is playing, go to YouTube, look up the music video, mute Mute it on YouTube. And listen to the song. (laughs) Listen to it. Yep, yep. That's YouTube.com or .net? .com. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. YouTube.net's a whole different thing. Okay. (laughs) We will be back next (laughs) week with, uh, guess what, guys? More fun. Bye. Bye, Michael. Bye.
The Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.